Alright, it's uh, Monday, August 30th, 2021. It's the end of August already. Done. It's over. Eighth month of 2021. Done and gone and in the books, basically. Well, yeah, you got one more day, I know, but uh, still, I can't believe that this... Uh, it's over, and certainly schools have started because as it was today, uh, I had the offer to uh, buy some popcorn from two of the uh, compound kids. Not that they're compound children, it's that uh, they're from the compound I live on. Uh, and so they uh, I didn't buy any only because uh, I was running at the time, and they felt that was the best time to ask me if uh, I wanted to buy popcorn. No idea how much it costs, uh, although I'm sure they're not going to take cash and it's going to be like uh, WeChat or Alipay, um, QR code scanning sort of thing, which I get, this must be a big thing now in North America, as I just read an article about uh, how it's become so ubiquitous around, uh, at least the United States. I'm not sure if in Canada it's as big of a deal, but in China, I mean, like this, QR codes are used for everything. Um, it's just way of life here, basically. And I, I understand why the government, or like why why a government, and I don't know why North American governments aren't doing this, it cuts down the, on the amount of cash you have to print or and coinage and things like that. I mean, if everyone's using their, uh, I guess we had credit cards. That's sort of what happened instead, is that instead of QR codes in North America, we had easy access to credit cards which is a different line of credit basically because then it's like you can spend much more than you earn whereas with a Q card, a QR code, you're still only restricted to however much cash is actually in your uh, your bank account. Anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess they would just take a QR code scanning and not cash. I don't know, I'm not sure if I'd give them cash. What are they gonna do with it? What would they do with it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Deload week, I guess it's going to have to be. Uh, as I was, these Mondays, coming off the weekend, it's one of these things where, uh, you know, it's the start of the work week for most people. Uh, for me, I don't work Mondays anymore, mostly because uh, there was such irregularity in with where it was happening. And especially if I don't work on Mondays, then I can have a day to get things done that need to be done in Beijing and can't be done elsewhere, which can happen, like especially if we uh, travel a lot for work, what will happen is that, you know, there used to be weeks where I would uh, get sent out on Sunday night, basically, wouldn't come back until Friday night. And then after that, it's like, well, how am I gonna go to the bank? Or I mean, the banks are open pretty much every day anyway, um, usually on to Saturdays, but there's other things that aren't open on Saturdays. Uh, although I'm kind of grasping at straws, what's not open on, Saturdays in Beijing let's face it after a six day or a five day or six day work week with travel involved coming home on Saturday I don't want to go do all the little things I have to do um, that you know are just like regular living things right so um, that's why I started basically taking off Mondays instead of uh, working the full full smorgasbord but that being said going into September October we're looking at a lower uh, um, I guess workload not just because of lower numbers, like um, not as many people are going overseas, uh, but uh, I guess the variant, I mean, they, they've closed down. Uh, I just heard that they closed down one of the ports because of one of the cases, which kind of, oh man, this question was bothering me today. It's like, why was the 
coronavirus all of a sudden so important to shut down like everything? I don't get it. I mean, why wasn't it something else? Why was why all of a sudden this one and not any of the any of the other viruses that have plagued the world in the last I don't know twenty years? I don't get it. Anyway, so that, that was one of the thoughts that I was having. Anyway, deload week because I didn't really feel like doing much uh, of. Uh, a workout, so I did body weight workout with my normal um, regimen. Basically, I started at 100 uh, and uh, worked my way down 100, 90, 80, and there's a different variation of things that I do. The other thing that I try to do on Mondays, actually, I'm really excited about this now because I've never been able to do them before, is uh, double unders. So that's where you uh, do two skips and one, uh, like two, two skips and one jump, and it's popular in the CrossFit circle. So uh, I've finally been able to do it. And I mean, I can't do very many of them in a row, but wow, they get the heart rate up. And you know, you throw that in there for a couple minutes. I do. I did 12 minutes today uh, of trying to do double unders, and that, that gets you. So uh, it's good stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this week I think I'll take it a little bit easier. This follows like last week when I did 82 miles on the bike or 120 kilometers on the bike uh, over three days, plus my regular Saturday workout, which I did. And that sort of that put me down basically Saturday night. I was I was I think I was in bed by 9 p.m. or something like that. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I've never done deload. I don't really do deload weeks. Um, I just kind of go with whatever I uh, normally feel like doing. Uh, although I do keep my workouts pretty consistent. Like I just because I don't like thinking about it. I like to have something worked out or something uh, structured and scheduled but that will be challenging enough that I can build it up over time rather than always changing exercises and stuff like that. Like I look on Instagram, there's always like all these trainers, uh, all these people are training. They, got, they have a thousand different exercises they're doing. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do one on Monday, a different set on Wednesday, Wednesday, and another one on Friday or Saturday. I mean, that, that's it. I'm not going to complicate things here um, that, uh, you know, by having to figure out how to do this movement or make sure my form is correct on this one. I just want to work on, you know, a very few things. Now, that to be said, all of my workouts are, like I guess you'd call them, uh, they're not compound. They're high intensity, typically, uh, but there's also like eight or nine of them thrown in together. So it is quite a few all at once, but it's the same type of workout every every week on a monday every week on a wednesday every work every week on a friday uh that much doesn't change because i don't want to think about it i just want to be able to go okay today's wednesday this is what i'm going to do today's friday that's what i'm going to do right it, it takes the thinking out of it same, same with eating i mean i want to take the the hard work of like thinking about what i'm actually going to eat and just go eat whatever i can basically so i make my my choices very few and far between basically um, didn't get much Chinese done today, but mo 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 mostly and mainly because this morning I spent the time looking at the HSK-5 word list. Uh, and so I've been reviewing the characters using the Memrise application on my phone. That's been good. Now, with that, at some point... I'm gonna to have to. I mean, I'm gonna to have to work on the HSK5 grammar, which is very important. Um, but I have to actually make sure I know those those characters very well going into the test. And so my my teacher today asked me, "What when are you planning to actually do this test?" And, and given my 
my current rate of progress, it looks like February would probably be the easiest or the earliest time that I'd feel the most confident in getting it done without like without failing because I don't want to take it like three or four times and then have to you know pay for it a bunch of times or uh, you know even take the time to, to do it that many times I want to do it once and then done so if it means I have to spend another couple months preparing then that's what I'm going to do uh, so that's the focus. I know that I want to have it done by the end of the year. I want to have the books done by the end of last year, and I never did. Um, but, I mean, I was working on other things. I've mentioned this before, where uh, there, there really is a difference in going from being a language student to a, a language user. And uh, mostly over the last year or so, I've been trying to work on ways of uh, becoming more of a language user rather than just a student of the language. Now, a student of the language is, is where your testing comes into place, but uh, the, a user of the language is like, are you able to communicate with people? Uh, and then like, not just spoken, are you able to read notices, like interact with uh, the world around you in some way? Um, and I've thrown in, am I able to write in that? Uh, with the language. So that's uh, those are the big focuses that I see uh, with my, my language. Not just Chinese, also with Russian. Although with Russian, I mean, I really don't have anywhere to immediately practice it other than with the books or the movies or like, uh, like the online community. But uh, it's, it's not as necessary as learning Chinese is, basically. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, basically what I was looking at this morning. As a result, didn't get as much time with uh, using the language, but I'm looking at the test. <laughs> it's a two-hour test. How do you even do practice tests? And I did. I have a couple of uh, practice books now, uh, like the old uh, booklets from previous tests. So they, I mean, all standardized tests do this. They, I guess, to monetize it, they uh, basically release pr uh, previous years versions in booklet format so you can buy them and go through them and see what the test is like and what other students have gone through basically uh, I'm looking at it it's not as intimidating as it used to be I looked at some of the texts I can recognize a lot of the characters now would I be able to translate it accurately that would be the, the big question would I be able to understand not just the text what the question asks and then what my choices are for the answers which all sounds like you know duh <laughs> of course that's what the whole testing purpose is but if you understand all the characters now it's about making sure that you're actually able to translate them in a way that you can then function in that language which i mean is just a complicated way of saying it do you actually understand what's being said and what's required of you i know what's required of me but do you actually know what's going on <laughs> so that's the easy way of putting it um, new video up on YouTube, finally got that up. I was going to soundtrack uh, on my own with this one. I did a bit of a test run uh, using the various programs I have, GarageBand, Logic, um, and it didn't work out the way I wanted it uh, to, so I just used some uh, stock music from uh, Final Cut Pro. You can check that out on YouTube as well. Uh, it runs about two minutes. It's from my bike rides last week. Um, now I also have two more that I'm going to put up. They're the same thing. The reason why I'm putting them up, um, I, I might create a sort of a, a compendium of them. Um, the ones I put up yesterday are the time lapses. And the ones I'm going to put up 
later on are the hyperlapses and the difference is in the way that the GoPro records them. So the time lapse is just a photo every couple of seconds. The hyperlapse, it takes the whole recording and then decides how fast it should play back according to your specifications. So for mine, I was going to speed it up by 30 times. The result is that the hyper smooth is a lot smoother than the time lapse. The time lapse just takes a picture no matter what happens. Whereas the hyperlapse, um, hyperlapse actually smooths out everything and it looks, it's a lot more focused, it's a lot more uh, central. So it's a lot, you know, easier to watch than uh, the, the time lapse, I think. You can focus on certain things, you can pick out things from the frame and go, oh, look at that. Rather than the time lapse where some of these things just, they blitz right by you. Uh, yeah, and some bad news. I hate to end with the bad news, but I mean, at the same time, there was also uh, some good news on the weekend. Uh, one of my nephews got baptized, which is great, but on the uh, sadder side of things, one of my uncles passed away. Uh, so, Vichnir uh, Pamyat, Uncle Ken, he was a New Zealander, immigrant to Canada many, many, many years ago. I don't remember the story about how he ended up moving to Canada, if it was because of my aunt or not, um, or there was other things involved, I have no idea. Uh, but he passed away in his 80s. Oh, goodness. don't even know the exact age. Um, he had a good life. He, they were able to travel. They were able to do a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, it was a, uh, sad to see him go, but he apparently he died very peacefully. Uh, the last couple months, health was a little bit deteriorating, and then he passed by or passed away with... Uh, family by his, uh, his site on the weekend and so that's that well anyway hope you guys are having a good start to your weekend good start to the uh, good end to the the summer and then hopefully uh the new school season is uh coming together for you guys already and that you aren't uh being surprised by too much in what's going on with the virus still ravaging all over the place all right guys well hope you guys are well take care and uh we'll talk again bye bye